When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adeoye Jr. Joining me is, I almost called you Little Croy Poppy, that is not you. I understand. Joining me is the host of PS I Love You, XOXO, a.k.a. WWE Superstar, a.k.a. Greg Miller. Blessing, here's the question of the day. What's up, Blessing? All right. oh, what's up, Greg? What? You don't even know who you Go are. Yeah, you were him? Are you talking to yourself? <laughs> Jesus Christ. My question is this, and I've complimented you on it before, mm-hmm. but now we need to have a full-blown conversation about what it, up? all right? Were you born with this sense of style, or did it come over time? Stand up real quick and come back here and show everybody this style. Because I'm wearing what? a donut sweatshirt, a shirt, a sweatshirt that I bought at a farmer's market that just says donuts. You're in this, I don't even know what you call Connect Disconnect shirt, which just looks nice as hell. It's got a nice thing. And then you got these cool ripped jeans, but they're ripped on purpose, but then there's backup jeans to it. Like, you look great. Like, I don't look good compared to you. Nor did I ever probably ever look good. I but I'm saying, it. Like, what, what t-shirt am I wearing today? Wearing a Weezer t-shirt, you know what I Weezer's mean? Like, fashionable. That's stylish. It's just a beat-up t-shirt, nah, though. You have know you what seen I mean? Weezer merch? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be is honest Weezer merch there. not it's great? Mid, it's kind of mid. Really? I mean, it's just a black T-shirt. This is Weezer, you know. But I feel like cool people like Weezer is the thing. That's true. They do. Yeah, and so like if you rock the logo, people will associate that. But with again, style. you look like you could you could leave here and go on a date. You could leave oh, here, go you. on a job interview. Barrett, watch him when he leaves here. You know what I mean? Like that's what Don't I'm saying. Don't worry about it. Where are you gonna go though? You know what I mean? I think G4, it ain't happening, bro. Don't worry about it. All right. We are all you've got. Remember, you're trapped here forever. It was either G4 or Fanbite, and they're both gone. Um, But yeah, one, I appreciate it. I think for me, it's the fact that I can dig deeper into my closet now. We talked about it before, right? Where I work from home, I wasn't really dressing up because, like, I'm in my bedroom. But also, like, I feel I I know you have style, and I'm still I'm sad you haven't brought back the tie and suit look that you used to rock. The shirt tie for kind of funny games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ever gonna do that? It seems like a lot of work, you know? Like, was it I, not a lot of work before? Like, what changed? No, it was a lot of work, but I committed to it. That was at a time when I felt like, you know, the shows had to have these uh, definitive looks to them. We wanted to try to trick the audience mm-hmm. so they didn't know, like, we had the slats on the walls, right? The video right. wall did whatever we want. Now we got the, the studios doing all the work. Yeah. We, the we, we, we work. had to do, like, we only had certain toys back then, so we had to give our own panache, and part of that I was like uh, our, our uh, how we dress I'll, and stuff. I'll and so Greg just gets to slum it, you know? I'll think about it. I'll tell you what. I'll mm-hmm. think about it in maybe in 2023. Maybe that's the move. Okay. I'll come back with the shirts and ties. Like a month and a half from now. That way I can continue to, you know. Cause it's like, can we put it on the thermometer? Greg wears the suit and tie. I mean, the thermometer's done. That was that was that was last. You know, the thermometer was last time. You know, when's the when's the next from the thermometer? I don't know. A year from now. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Whenever Are we, we do doing the next thermometer, 5th? I don't even know. We can just we... survived October fourteenth. All right, fair. I'm not worried about what the next thermometer is. Can we make a thermometer just for the suit and tie? Well, first off, you keep saying suit. Remember, I did not wear a suit did on Games Daily. Suit? I'm not going to wear a was suit it just on Games a shirt Daily. And tie? Yeah, he only wore the suit for Halloween. Mm. Right, and okay. like when I host host stuff, you know. Gotcha. Speaking of which, I've booked our Game Awards flight. I've nice. booked our Game Awards hotels. Does we still have a ticket yet? You and I still yes, that's taken care of. You and I still have to set a thing because we're supposed to get pretty womaned by Yusef. 
I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Well, stop, Barrett. The joke's over. Stop, Barrett. Okay. Last night. I bought an outfit oh, for Game Awards. That's fair. That's fine. Okay. I, like, and I, I, like, do you want to just pretty woman me? You could just I can do pretty that. woman you. Because yeah. you are a pretty woman. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I need to be made into a pretty woman as well. We can do something. Yeah. I can okay. figure something out. Okay. We can figure something out. Uh, Greg, before we even get to the show, I want to uh, go ahead and shout out the fact that it is God of War Ragnarok release day. <laughs> okay. I'm, this is one that was way heavy. I'm not going to carry this. Happy God of War Ragnarok Day, everybody. We can finally spoil everything. We can finally, <laughs> finally. say whatever we want. You know what I mean? But Trace is the new Black Panther. We can finally say it. <laughs> how, how are you celebrating? Are you, are you, what, what's your uh, status on the platinum? Uh, I can tell you now because my trophies are live. I think oh. I, I've, I'm, I have less than half the trophies left to get. Um, and, you know, I, you know, with the yeah, I, I have 21 of 36 trophies right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am narrowing in. Uh, like, you know, I don't know how that sounds to somebody who doesn't know. Obviously, we have lives, and there's also review season, a million other things. My my hope was to play God of War as much as I could leading up to our spoiler cast for recording on Monday. Remember, not live on Monday, but if right. you beat it over the weekend or in the next few days, get your questions in. Uh, Kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. Uh, we have Eric, the game director, coming through to do the spoiler cast with us. And then that'll go live as P.S. I Love You on Monday, the 21st of November. However, again, like I said, a bunch of other things to review, a bunch of other things happening, a bunch of other games I have to get out there and taste and do things with. So even now, I am on a very tight schedule of uh, tomorrow is supposed to be the next big review that rolls in for me. So I'm not going to have the platinum for it, but I've been doing as much of the side missions as I want. So right now, I feel like I'm in a great state. Like, mm. you know, it is collect all these collectibles blank. You know what I mean? Collect all these collectibles. I'm not going to say what they are. I don't want to ruin the game for anybody, right? And then it's, you know, go. Then it's these things of, you know how it is, of like, you do a whole bunch of littler things in the game that then leads to a big thing, and that's mm-hmm. got the trophy on it. Those little things, I, I would say I'm a past the 50% mark on as well. Like, the hope is to go home and work for, you know, we're going to do this. Then me and Mike are playing uh, God of War on stream. He's playing. Nice. From the start, so no major spoilers. Uh, and then I'm going to go home and hopefully crack at it a little bit more uh, this afternoon and then in, in, tonight once uh, Ben and Jen go to bed. But I don't expect to have it for Monday. If I didn't have the new game coming in for review, I think I would. Mm-hmm. I think I would have it platinum, uh, no sweat, for Monday, but that's not going to happen. All right. Well, I want to talk to you about God of War a bit later into the, into the show because, of course, we got some reader mail about it. But for now, Greg, enough about God of War. Let's talk about today's stories, which include a Nintendo Indie World recap, a whole lot of industry drama, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. What's up, What's up, What's up? In the chat there, it's already gone. I, oh, no, Jay Poe. But it's, ooh, Jay Poo says, still no Ghostbusters Platinum. I'll have you know, ladies and gentlemen, that no, I don't have the Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed Platinum, and that's because some of the trophies are still bugged. Thank you. Move on. Thank you. Uh, YouTube.com says Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, or you can listen later on podcast services around around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be part of the show head to kind slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you our black panther wakanda forever screencast is up right now featuring me tim and kevin giving our spoiler free reviews uh, you can catch that on youtube.com slash kind of funny uh, i did give it a score i gave it a four out of five nice okay kevin gave it a five out of five nice i won't spoil what tim gave it you can go to uh, youtube.com it's kind of funny yeah i think you uh, it a mystery it's yeah. a mystery he did give it a four out of five. <laughs> i was listening from the other room but i haven't had the chance to listen to the whole thing yeah, you know but it's a, it's a four out of five that i give 
loving the movie, right? It's sure. Like, similar to my Sonic Sonic review where I'm like, it's a three out of five, but like disregard that, I fucking love this game. I mean, game. four out of five. I think it's still you can say you fucking love it. And yeah. That'd be weird. Yeah. But it's another thing. I don't like. I don't want to keep saying this about every single thing. But Super it's a four weird, out of five. Three out of five. Love, like a five. Out love that. You know, that's weird. I mean, listen. Like, yeah, I can't control the pop in, <laughs> in Sonic Frontiers, <laughs> but I can't control how much fun I have with it, and I had a lot of fun. Same with Black Panther, where I'm like, God, this game, this movie still is probably going to end up being probably one of my very excited Marvel to talk movies. about it on in review on Friday. We're doing this, you know, the spoiler filled uh, MCU in review Friday. Patreon.com slash kind of funny Monday for everybody else on YouTube. And yeah, I'm bursting at the seams to talk about it. Hell yeah. It is a game. A game. It is a movie that, like, I have not committed to anything because, again, a code's supposed to come tomorrow. But if that code doesn't come, I might go see, like, another showing of nice. it. No. I already have plans to see another showing of it. Yeah. That's how much I enjoyed it. Uh, speaking of reviews, though, our Sonic Frontiers review is also up as a games cast with me and the one and only Mitchell Saltzman from IGN. That is on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Also, a new kind of feudy is up right now on Patreon. Ask the guys to name a game featuring a spicy sex scene. Are they able to nail the answers? Tune in. That was a great episode. Oh, yeah. That's a great episode. Oh, yeah. Everybody go check that one out. Also, did it not... Was it not weird? And I guess it's not. I've Mm. been on the other side of this equation, but I found it very funny slash weird slash man people's lives that mitchell saltzman's on the sonic frontiers review that pops on monday right Mm -hmm. and then yeah yesterday has a baby oh yeah yesterday puts up the photo of him holding his newborn i was like damn Right. This kid's getting it done out there. He was like, like, I think I want to say it was the day after, maybe a couple days after he recorded the review where he's yeah. like, all right, cool. I'm going in. Like, the baby's here. Yeah. I'm like, damn, dude. We're talking about Sonic Muscle a couple talk. days. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, congrats, Mitchell Saltzman. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Morgan Lorraine, Fargo Brady, Christopher Rodriguez, the Kind of Funny Destiny 2 PC clan, Tall Tree 81, Joseph A. Carlson, 1UP Pest Control, Kerry Palmer, Elliot, Brian Cheney, Trevor Starkey, Super Daddy Kyle, Undertopian, David Mindtel, the Mind Freak, Eric Velasquez, Scotty Wyatt, Alex Greedle, Al Treisman, Jason L., James Davis, at James Davis Makes, Mick, at the Nanobiologist Abramson, Ryan T. from Tennessee, Derek Gregg, and Donald Eccles. Today we're brought to you by, by Factor, MeUndies, and Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one. I feel like the smoke is getting more and more aggressive as the days go. It is. Okay. It's not just me. No, it's not just you. I appreciate it. How uh, do you feel about it? <laughs> you know, we'll see. We'll see if there's a tipping point where I'm like, can we turn the volume down on the smoke? Uh, but I feel like that might be a month and a half from now. Maybe not today. Uh, story number one. Ride it out till 2023. That's just like me looking like a schlub. Yeah, you know? we can put it on the thermometer. The, the KFG, KHD thermometer, I guess. <laughs> I'm pitching. Just, now it's just, <laughs> we're, we are terrorists, and these are our demands. We've heard that you don't like as much smoke, listeners, and we won't do it if you fund us to 25000 Otherwise, if we're, if we're below that, we're Doubling the amount of oh, smoke. Oh, yeah. No, you're gonna get, we're going to get, put, get uh, two more machines. We're going to put them around here. We're going to hide them every episode, different locations uh, each time. So, number one, Nintendo's Indie World Showcase happened this morning. Greg, did you get a chance to check it out? Uh, yeah, I was checking it out with you. You and me were uh, running through the announcements as they were happening over there looking at the press releases. Oh, yeah. And I got a, I got a recap for you here from Wario64, who, helps, uh, who, of course, does his tweet thread uh, linking every single announcement that happened. So starting at the top of it, uh, of course, it was a 25-minute showcase. Uh, we started off with Venba uh, coming to Switch spring 2023. That was followed by Goodbye World that is coming later this month. Have a nice, uh, death, have a nice death is coming to Switch on March uh, 22nd. Uh, 
aka or aka is coming to switch on december 15th pepper grinder uh, is coming to switch in 2023 coffee talk 2 or coffee talk, coffee talk episode 2 is coming spring 2023 which I, greg i want to talk to you about sure. in a second Oni, Road to Be the Mightiest Oni, is coming to Switch March 9th. Desta, The Memories Between, is coming early 2023. If you remember, I believe that was the Netflix game uh, that has like a strategy dodgeball uh, type gameplay system. It looks pretty cool. We played it at Summer Games Fest. Uh, a Space for the Unbound is coming January 19th. Uh, Dorodone is coming spring <laughs> 2023. Uh, Bonnie Manor is coming uh, 2023. Once Upon a Jester is coming out later today. Rogue Legacy 2 is out today for Switch. Fuck yes. Let's go. Uh, Blanc is coming to Switch on February 14th. Uh, and then there was an indie, indie World game montage, including games like WrestleQuest, and that is coming May 2023. Awesome to finally have a date on that. I've played that a few times at different events. Love it. Hell yeah. We got Wobble Dogs Console Edition, uh, and that is available November 17th. Storyteller uh, was in that montage coming March 2023. Uh, and then World of Horror uh, is available summer 2023. And then let's see here. We got uh, Inscription coming out for Switch Woo! on December 1st. Let's fucking go. Uh, a Little to the Left is coming out today. Woo! And then they closed out with the Juggernaut game announcement. Sports Story is coming out in December. Let's fucking Woo! go. This is a great showcase. Just from reading the recaps and reading the updates on Twitter. From, uh, <laughs> you say that, and I agree with you. But then you clicked on it, and you went, oh, an hour? Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine if we were reacting to it. Well, Would it have maintained? Who knows? I said an hour because the video's an hour, but then I fast-forded. It was the thing where the oh, first half the of it, countdown? Yeah, it was like I a countdown. I gotcha, gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha, yeah. So, yeah, 25 minutes of, like, really good uh, uh, announcements. Really exciting announcements, depending on who you're asking, right? Sure. I build down to the highlights, and I would say for us sitting here, the highlights would probably be... Coffee Talk 2, coming sure. spring. Rogue Legacy 2, out today. Inscription, December 1st. A little to the left, out today. And then Sports Story, uh, coming out in December. I would toss in WrestleQuest 2, but I understand. I understand where you no, that's at. a good point. That was okay. in the montage, okay. but I missed it. But yeah, well, that's, that, yeah, that's the thing, right? There's so much shoving. And same thing with uh, Venba, which is the one where you're cooking. Uh, remember the meals? We had heard about that forever. I'm interested in that. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on here, actually, as you scroll through and want to get excited for it. Is it there... just sucks that so much of it is 2023, but I understand oh, I get yeah. hype for it, but it's also like when you're dropping Rogue Legacy 2 today, I guess you really don't have to say anything else because there it is. Man. And a little to the left. There's so many great things here, and this is what I really appreciate about Nintendo doubling down on indies, right? And the fact that they still continue to make the Switch be the indie device, even though so many of us are using Steam Deck now. But they still care about it, right? And it is that idea of like, Cool, we're going to do a major presentation on the day. Now, would, should they have done it on God of War Ragnarok Day? Should, you know what I mean? Everybody else kind of got out of the way of it. Yeah. They were like, we'll go toe-to-toe and announce the sports story. You're like, All right, or the date. You're like, okay, cool. But, you know, if you're not into God of War, that's not your thing. Like, you know, Rogue Legacy is great. And obviously, it's a way different experience. And having it on the go, if you don't have a Steam Deck and haven't been playing it on Xbox Game Pass via Cloud and all that jazz, like, it's great. And I'm glad it's there. And I'm excited for it. And, yeah, it's nice to have more solidified dates on some of this stuff. Again, I was like, oh, okay. Interesting that it's that far out for a lot of these things, right? The one March, I know we've talked about everything's March, it seems like, but there was one, I forget, at the desk that we read out, and I was like, oh, man, March, that kind of sucks, but it's yeah. cool it's coming. And There's again, a little to the left Storyteller as well. Yeah, uh, Storyteller, that's the one we were talking about. Yeah. Which, like, you know, uh, coming back to the, the timing of this, right, and, and, and Nintendo doubling down on uh, doing the indie, indie World showcases, right? Like, I think the Switch is still a platform that has that popularity where of it course. is still so many people's in indie machine. Of course. The Steam Deck, I think, for me, has taken that over. And I'm sure for you probably as well has taken that yeah. over. And for yeah. a groups of us have taken that over. But <clears throat> the Steam Deck is still 
you know, infiltrating the market, right? It's still getting out there. It's still pretty early on in his, in his lifespan. And I think for so many people, yeah, the Switch still takes that place of being the indie machine. machine. So when things like Rogue Legacy 2 happens, right, and it's out today, that is still a splash. That's still a 100%. thing where it's like, oh, this is a big beat. And I'm right there with you in terms of God of War Ragnarok. I would not have chosen this date to come out, right, day and day with God of War Ragnarok on the Switch. But you're also talking about the Switch, which is a different platform that's going to speak to a different audience. Rogue Legacy 2 being a different kind of game. You know, I think even though it's a, even though it's not the best decision, I don't think it's necessarily a bad decision. I don't think it's going to work too much against them. Um, but yeah, like talking about games like Inscription, that's one that I was just having a conversation with what two days ago uh, with uh, uh, Hunter Pence. Actually, we were talking about uh-huh, names dropping. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know what can I say? Uh, and he was talking about. Uh, getting into inscription because during the uh, kind of funny launch stream for the studio, we were talking about it, and he and I, he was asking for games to play on the Steam Deck, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, dude, get inscription, get inscription." And then I think it was either him or somebody else. I might be having him complain with somebody else that was like, "No, I want to play this on my Switch." For some reason, I was like, "All right, cool, that's fair." Um, but yeah, now that it's out, now, now that it's coming out for Switch, right? I think that's going to open up that game for so many people. And 100%. it's a game that's dope as fuck that I would say works so well as a handheld game. It's that's one of those games it, that, that as we it. get closer and closer to game of the year awards, all these things, I don't want people to forget about. It. I don't want mm. people to sleep on. Rogue Legacy Two is so good. Of course, yes, it's on Switch today. It is on Steam and it is on Xbox Game Pass. So you don't have an excuse not to have touched this game. A little to the left is a uh, one that I'm excited to check out as well. Sure, like, that was one... a great puzzle we played at SGF, right? Yep. Where it's like their whole thing. You saw it in the trailers and uh, maybe saw it in the World to Direct, and maybe uh, Barrett can get it uh, up here for a trailer portion of it, but. Yeah, again, another little puzzle game that is about, like, a little to the left. It's about trying to frame the picture the correct way. It's about peeling stickers off of apples and bananas and stuff. And then there's a puzzle to that where, like, I don't know if you had the same demo I did at SGF where I was doing that and peeling the stickers off. And I didn't, like, get, I think it's three stars. I didn't three star. And I'm like, well, what's going on? There's like, well, there's actually a meta puzzle to it if you pay attention of, like, what you need to do. I was like, damn, all right, cool. But it is this organization game. And what I appreciate about this, and I'm rusty on it now, so don't please look it up afterwards. But if memory serves, they're doing, like, a daily puzzle as well where it's like you have the game. There's a set amount of puzzles to go through and do everything for. But then every day, they, and it is three stars, they are dropping new puzzles that are, are, like, challenges for you to do with the community and things like that. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. I think, yeah. you know, as much as I like for me, you know, wake up, you know, uh, say hi to Jen, say hi to Ben. And then it's usually what's Marvel Snap doing today? Can I redeem my credits today? Can I do this thing today? Like to have this as a little puzzler that's a little like. Not brain age, but a little bit like that, right? In terms yeah. of, like, how do you want to do this? Like, I'm stoked for it's it. It's a bit of, of why I love uh, WarioWare so much, too. Sure. Which is, like, um, give me a quick burst of easy challenges to do. And, yeah, like, let me just get that uh, get that fixed. Uh, and all, it also reminds me a little bit of what I expected from Unpacking, when Unpacking was coming sure. out last yeah, year, yeah, where yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, yeah, let me d- give me just a relaxing, laid-back game that I can play, where it is me doing mindless, mindless stuff. And Unpacking, I think, turned out to be uh, a bit more when it came to what it was talking about in its story and, like, even how much it required of you in terms of solving the puzzles of where do, where do the things in your different rooms go, right, and putting things in the correct locations. This seems like it's way more even more laid back than that, where it is, hey, these are just simple puzzles. Put things in the right order. Yeah. Like, adjust things the way you need, uh, need what to. What is the and thing they're the trying stars. to ask you to do above it? Yeah. Uh, Barrett, is it possible for you to run, and it's in Indie World. I don't know if it's been broken out yet. I'd love to see the door I'm looking at the WarioWare tweet thread, and like the art style is just stunning on this, and it looks like 
what I, I would say it looks like I am playing as this character, oh, Mimi. Yeah. I'm playing as Mimi both as a child as an adult. Mimi? She's pro- she's probably finding herself. And the, you, it's already start, starting to sound like a Greg game. The yeah. art style looks uh, reminds me a bit of Pokemon Cafe, if you play Pokemon Cafe. Is the, was that the Focus Home Interactive? It logo? was the Focus Interactive. <laughs> I've already <laughs> talked about one other game today uh, offline about this. Damn, come on now. Look at this art style. This is the opposite of what I would have expected after seeing a Focus Home and Interactive logo. And taking Polaroids. Oh, yeah. Greg, Greg's oh, this, this is one. like Game of the Year contender for Greggy. Yeah, Greg's about to go crazy. And I'm making podcasts. And it's a fake Sony, <laughs> it's a fake Sony uh, Walkman. Oh, this looks dope as fuck. Yeah, this looks awesome. They got me. You got me, Doragon Knee. Door, 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 dog, door, the dog, the door, you got me, door, 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 an artistic Swiss knife company based in France. They got a follow on Twitter. I'm in. Greg's all the way in. We know how much Greg loves the French. You know, French Canadians especially. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, sports Story 2. Or 2. Sports Story. Sure. Let's fucking go. Sure. Right? Like, I, so many of us were fans of Golf Story when it came out, came out on the Switch in 2017. Yeah. Uh, Barry, you were with me, right, on Golf Story. Oh, you played yeah, Golf Story. Yeah, yeah. That it. was such an indie darling in the first year of the Switch. I <laughs> loved it. Yeah, it's one that I got I got obsessed with. Um, if you haven't played it, right, it's this top-down pixel art uh, game that invokes a bit of, like, the early Mario uh, golf and tennis games on handheld, where it is you're going through uh, an RPG story and just, like, in golf stories specifically, you're using golf to kind of get through all the obstacles, and then you're also playing matches of golf. Uh, and, like, the writing in it was the thing that was the star of the show for me, where the golf story was just so funny and so well written and had like so many moments where I was like, Oh, this is genuinely like funny and charming. Uh, and sports story is seemingly taking that and expanding it to a bunch of different sports, right. In the, uh, Nintendo video itself, right. They go through like, yeah, you're doing golf. We're doing tennis. We're doing soccer, but then also we're adding in BMX, mini golf, cricket, fishing, and then, uh, more. And then they also go on to talk about dungeons and, and, and more stuff in there. Um, and I imagine because of all that, it'll probably be a bit bigger scope, which I'm fine with. That actually sounds really exciting for me. But then I, I'm also curious and excited about, like, in the ways that the golf was often used in Golf Story to solve puzzles and figure out, like, all right, how do I get this thing? Okay, I got to hit this thing into that thing to un- unlock this thing over here. I'm so curious to see how they use other sports with that as well, right? Am I going to get an air, a dungeon that is a soccer dungeon where I have to use soccer mm. mechanics to get through? Am I going to have the same thing with BMX and mini golf? Let's go. Like, I hope so. I hope they, t- they take it to that level because, for me, that sounds really exciting. And I hope to see that same level of, of charm and, and uh, humor in there, too, because I think— for, That was been again, a long time coming, too. Oh, yeah, because they—what? Uh, it was announced for, I want to say, maybe the last year, uh, and then they delayed—or maybe a couple years ago, and then they, they delayed I feel it. like it was a couple years—maybe uh, a couple might be—it's pandemic years. I of can't course. keep them straight. But it feels like it got announced, and then every time we've been looking for more information. About yeah, it. and there was a definitive statement where they were like, hey— we got a lot of stuff to re- rework in this game. Like we got to figure figure stuff out. We are delaying this game for a while. Um, and so for the fact that it's finally here, I'm I'm so happy. Uh, and then of course we didn't get Hollow Knight Silk Song, which I don't know if many of us were Shocking. expecting it. But uh, I mean, it's one of those that's one of those predictions you make every time because eventually you're going to be right. Yeah. Eventually they're going to have to talk about that game. Yeah, but that's one where I'm like, I think that that I don't think that's an indie world showcase announcement anymore. I think that is going to be a game awards or nintendo yeah, direct that has preceded uh like indie level kind of things that for sure is, yeah that's going to be at a big event greg hey. let's talk about story number two doom's composer just released an open letter i'm pulling from ollie shuttler at enemy 
Doom Eternal composer <clears throat> Mick Gordon uh, has claimed he was humiliated by studio director Mar Marty Stratton's lies. Back in 2020, Stratton took to Reddit to share an open letter about the release of the Doom Eternal soundtrack and lead audio designer Chad Mol Molesholder's uh, involvement with it. According to Stratton, Gordon was unable to meet numerous deadlines, and Molesholder stepped in to, to, quote, take all of the music as Mick had delivered for the game, edit the pieces together into tracks, and arrange those tracks into a comprehensive OST, end quote. Molesholder was credited as a contributing artist, while Gordon uh, was the sole composer and album artist. In a new open letter, Mick Gordon has claimed that Stratton, quote, made allegations against me that directly contradic contradicted the actual events, contract contractual terms, public announcements, and contents of emails uh, and calls, end quote. Quote, Marty's posts uh, severely impacted my professional and personal reputation. In releasing this statement, I'm exercising my right to defend myself, Gordon wrote. Quote, it is a defense, not an unprovoked attack, issued with extreme reluctance only after all, all other attempts uh, to resolve the matter have failed. Marty lied about the circumstances surrounding the Doom Eternal soundtrack and used disinformation and innuendo to blame me entirely for its failure. Uh, starts the open letter before Gordon claims Stratton, quote, offered me six fig a six-figure settlement to never speak about it. As far as I'm concerned, the truth is more important, end Damn. quote. The letter goes into detail about how development on the soundtrack allegedly started on the back foot and how uh, two months in, quote, it was, it was clear the schedule wasn't going to work. It was a masterpiece in Excel, but a disaster in reality. The requirement to write, perform, record, produce, mix, master, and implement two levels of music with feedback rounds every 30 days when the levels themselves were, uh, were bare-boned now looked ridiculous, end quote. Gordon then goes into issues uh, with Pay, claiming its software, quote, used nearly all the music I produced throughout development, almost five hours worth, while only paying for half of it, end quote. After going into detail about the release of the soundtrack and the poor response it got, as well as the legal back and forth uh, Gordon endured with its software, the letter explains how Gordon was subjected to online abuse, which, quote, escalated at an alarming rate as Marty's Reddit post led to frustration over my alleged professional failure and toxic gamers grew openly aggressive, end quote. Quote, I have given Marty ample opportunity to correct the false accusations he made against me, and all I've asked for is the truth and to be paid for my, worth, or for, uh, for my work. Stubborn refusal to address his Reddit post out of fear for his image has crippled Marty's ability to offer anything but a gag order, end quote. Greg, this is one that broke uh, this morning, right? Uh, Mick Gordon posted uh, basically a Medium post. Yeah. And when you go to that Medium post, when I tell you that it is... Maybe one of the longest medium posts it's I've big. ever seen. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. an hour-long read, according to the actual like medium um, like detector that they have on their website. Right, it's an hour-long read. A lot of detail in there. Greg, have you gotten a chance to actually check any of it out? I glanced at it this morning when I saw it, and when I saw it was going to be here, I went and looked at. it. I have not read the medium post in full, yeah. but yeah. And then I I vaguely remember this. I'm right now back in. May uh, 2020 on The Gamer, where it, you know, it software's Marty Stratton clarifies Doom Eternal soundtrack snafu, confirms Mick Gordon is out for the DLC. In a lengthy post on the Doom subreddit, Eternal's executive producer, Marty Stratton, explained what went wrong with the OST release. Quote, some have suggested that we've been careless or disrespectful of the game music. Others have speculated that Mick wasn't given the time or creative freedom to deliver something different or better. The fact is, none of that is true. Uh, winding it back a little bit after his comments, fans began to speculate either the publisher or Bethesda had held Mick back 
back during the mixing process. There were a ton of unsubstantiated claims that he ha- wasn't given creative freedom uh, or that Bethesda rushed out a soundtrack. Others also looked for uh, waveforms of each track and begun to say that they really screwed it up the mixing. As it turns out, that is, again, this is what it was in 2020 mm-hmm. from the one post. As it turns out, that is completely false. According to Stratton, Mick had requested some extensions to his deadlines that the company was happy to meet. Their previous working relationship had been good, so there was no reason to mistrust his claim of having things ready to la- ready by launch. When the launch was fast approaching, uh, Mick requested another extension and was given a specific time frame to avoid uh, consumer protection laws kicking in. That's where the biggest issue stems from. In early April, Stratton got in touch with Mick to inform him that id- id's audio engineer, Chad Mossholder, Mossholder, would be working with the in-game music to create a comprehensive OST for fans. He asked if the two could collaborate uh, in, for the intended release date, to which Mick agreed. Sadly, when the release date rolled around, Mick only provided 12 tracks, and it was forced to release the work it had on hand. The Reddit post goes into far more detail than I can here. Uh, this is obviously the gamer still. But suffice to say, it was just a bad situation all around. It gave Mick the freedom he needed, uh, but his perfectionism basically forced the company's hand. Uh, when there's this potential of higher quality mixes coming in the near f- in the future, for now, Mick Gordon will not be working on the soundtrack for the DLC. That is a bit of a shame and completely understandable given the situation. And so right, I think that right there, mm-hmm. the way that entire article is written over on the gamer speaks to exactly what Mick's talking about, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, this fucked up my entire reputation because you came out and lied about it. It's fascinating to me that it's been two years, more than, I mean, nearly three years, yeah. right, since the Reddit post went up, and now it's surfacing here, and this is what's going on. I mean, I, rem- I remember talking about it when Doom Eternal first came out because I remember the conversations of, you know, we played Doom Eternal, uh, we reviewed uh, Doom Eternal, uh, you know, generally had very positive thoughts on it. But then in the weeks after, there were the reports of people being like, yo, what is up with the soundtrack? Like, if you, I remember, I remember specifically people taking, uh, and I believe it was the official OST version, where they would take the songs, put them in Audacity, and compare them to original Doom songs from Doom 2016. And you would look at the compression uh, um, uh, in the songs, right? If you look at the at the um, the waveforms, right? The like the, the the way in which the songs just did not match up in quality, and you yeah. had the flat waves versus like the detailed waves that you had uh, that you would usually have from something from uh, Doom and Mick Gordon. You know, I think for so many people displayed like, okay, there is a quality dis- discrepancy here, and we don't understand why. And that was the whole conversation, and that conversation left. And then yeah, to the thing of, you know, we are two and a half years later uh, past that, and now Mick is coming out with again a very detailed, a very deep report of hey, this was my experience working on Doom Eternal and these are the lies and these are how the lies damaged, uh, damaged my reputation. Yeah. I think that's the main thing, right? Is For I'm sure. sure now he is like trying to get work and trying to figure out all right, how do I move on from this? Let me approach the Every studios. time you Google it, it's like, oh, he fucked this up. Yeah. You know, you know, he didn't know what he was doing. And I think that's, you know, the other thing, the wrinkle to this, right, is, uh, again, reading from the article you have here from today, talking about this, right, uh, Ali's article at NME. Uh, after going into detail about the release of the soundtrack and the poor response it got, as well as the legal back and forth Gordon endured with mm. its software, the letter explains, blah, blah, blah. I think that legal thing is probably why we're just hearing about it. I would imagine we are looking at a person at the end of his rope that was like, Yo, you fucking lied in this post. I need you to fix it. I don't want to fix it. I'm not going to say, well, I'm going to do, well, let's, let's escalate this to a legal thing. You go back and forth between his lawyer and Id's lawyers or whatever, and eventually you get to this stalemate, right, where it's like, all right, it's been two years, nearly three since this has happened. I can't get work. People Google me, and they think I'm some buffoon. Mm-hmm. If you, I've given you the chance to fix this, and you're not fixing it. And as they point out here, right, like, it sounds like uh, Stratton tried to settle, you know, yeah. a six-figure sum of just like shut up about it already. Like it's like no, you can't 
the genie's out the bottle. You need to help me put it back in. Or like, what are we going to do here? Exactly. Yeah. And I was just looking through the post again to figure out like, maybe what, what did he accept the six figure uh, song? No, did he reject not, it? No. Yeah. Here he says, literally the line is I had to, ex- I had to accept blame for the situation under contract for life. In return, I'd be paid a six figure sum and Marty would save face and be free to continue uh, on his way without any fear of interference of any kind from me. And then the next paragraph starts off with go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I was concerned, signing the gag order was out of the question. And then he goes on talking about the, um, like wanting to retain his right to tell the truth um, uh, as opposed to just uh, uh, gain some money off of it. Right. And I'm sure that goes into it as well in terms of like, all right, there's a lot of money on the table. There's a legal back and forth here. There is stuff that like, you know, it seems like at the end of the day, what Mick Gordon wants is to get paid, right? The money that he he feels like he rightfully deserves. And then also he wants his name to not be smeared anymore because that has affected his professional life, right? And I think those are both very understandable things. And uh, especially if he, if, if all this is true, what he's, t- what he's talking about, right? And he's speaking from the heart and he's speaking from a factual place. Oh yeah, for sure. He should get paid. And then 100%. also like, he shouldn't have to endure the, every single time he goes to a triple A studio, them being like, uh, no, because we've seen your past. We've seen that you fucked up this one big project. Um, and so like, if that's the case, I hope he's able to, you know, clear his name from, from this. I hope this goes the way, the way he, uh, he wants this to, but then also, yeah, I think all that just speaks to how convoluted this whole, this whole situation is. Like it goes back to you. And funny enough, we're going to talk about this in a second. Um, but it goes back to the disco Elysium talk that we've had on the, on the show sure. in the last few weeks, where it is Zaloom versus the, um, the creative leads behind disco Elysium and the conflict in the back and forth and not knowing what the fuck is going on with both sides, right? Of like, and what is the true story here? And it's the same thing of what we just went through with the Bayonetta voice actor, right? Where it exactly. is like you bring this, you bring this out into the public forum, and it does get into he he said she said. Where does this go? How does this sh- shake out? It would seem like in this instance, and I'm speaking, you know, on the fly here on a show that's live or whatever. It would seem like I would say that Gordon seems like he's got a pretty great case for himself here in yeah. terms of what his side of the story is. In term, and I. I find it shocking that it's been this long to get to this point. But I also get the idea that, well, I'll do this the right way. I'll do this. I'll talk Mm -hmm. to Marty. I will talk to lawyers. I will talk to this. I will do all this quietly in the background. And then you get to a point where, yeah, how much can a person take two years in of, yeah, you're trying to get a job anywhere. And all it is is this one article or not one article, but one instance about you, one Reddit post about you that is going to, you know, drastically affect, you know, who works with you and why they work with you. And you can do in those one-on-one interviews, right? When you're trying to get work, maybe if they bring it up, Hey, what happened? You can be like, Oh, this is actually totally, you know, we're trying to fix it and yada, yada, yada. But what about when they don't bring it up? What about when they just ask you questions, have a great interview, you leave and you don't get the job? Like, where does that shake out? How does that go? And it's because they're seeing this on Google. Yeah. 1000%. Greg, we're going to talk a little bit more about some industry drama, but before we do, drama. let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games. No drama there. And get the show ad free, except for the drama that happens on kind of feud. Let me tell you, you should go check dra- that out again. Patreon.com. So it's kind of funny games. You can go there, get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Shady Rays has all the essentials you need to make summer complete. Shady Rays sunglasses offer an industry best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they will send you a brand new pair. They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals 
heels to date. Look good in your shades and feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for y'all listening right now, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. And there you go. Check it out. Shout out to Factor, a ready-to-eat meal delivery. They shop, prep, cook, and deliver to your door so you can just enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays, minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie, Smart, Vegan Plus, Plus Veggie, and 36-plus weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. Moving into the new studio has totally changed Gia and I's day-to-day routine, but luckily, Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals make it easy for her to fuel up fast at home and save time with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more. Head to go.factor75.com slash kindoffunny60 and use code kindoffunny60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code kindoffunny60 at go.factor75.com slash kindoffunny60 to get 60% off your first box. And shout out to me undies. The holidays are officially upon us and it's time to start celebrating, like actually celebrating. It's your holiday too. So you should be able to relax and do what you love. If that means watching every single seasonally themed rom-com, so be it, live your life, do your thing. It's the most wonderful time of the year to try MeUndies because they're currently offering a very merry deal. You can get 20% off your first purchase with free standard shipping and free returns when you go to MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. Y'all already know how much I love MeUndies. Even right now, I'm wearing MeUndies socks, I'm wearing MeUndies undies, and this very t-shirt is made of the same soft, beautifully soft micromodal fabric that MeUndies is famous for. Their undies, loungewear, and sleepwear are made out of the softest, most supple fabric you have ever felt, and that is a fact. They're available in sizes extra small all the way up through 4XL. MeUndies has what you need to make all your favorite people smile this holiday season all in one convenient place. Feel free to start thinking about yourself now. You can get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. Story number three. Greg, we have kind of a he said, she said situation going on with the next two news stories. Sure. Uh, Great. One, that's always fun to be in the middle of. I yeah, like that. It's always fun to For the to record, if you want to redeem a Steam code on the app, when you're, you're in here and you go, you go to there and you click on your wallet and you can activate there. On your wallet? Yeah. Why would they put it there? I've looked maybe 10 there. times to figure out how to redeem a Steam code on my, on my app. My wallet is the last place I would have ever looked. Can you go there? No, I, I go to library. I go to store. I go to profile. Wallet? Yeah. Well, now it's cr- crashing, but I was just well, there. I, I, I guess I get it a little bit because it's like technically a purchase still, you know? I guess. Whatever. Story number three. <laughs> Disco Elysium directors accused new Zoom majority shareholder of obtaining control via fraud. Ooh. This is George Foster at The Gamer. Disco Elysium's art director and game director have released a statement in regard to their being fired from developer Zaum, where they accused the studio's new majority stakeholder, 
Tutrek OU of taking control of the studio through fraud. Last month, it was revealed that several key developers behind Disco Elysium had involuntarily left the company, based on a statement made by Martin Luigia, a founding member and secretary of Zaum Cultural Association. Although no statement was released by any of the developers who worked at Zaum, it was then revealed that game director Robert Kurvitz was suing the studio, thanks to records posted on Estonia's Ministry of Justice website. Kurvitz and Rostov alleged that as soon as Compass and Havel became majority uh, shareholders, the pair were, quote, excluded from daily operations, our employment was terminated, and our access to the company's information was shut off, end quote. The pair were fired just weeks after asking for documents and financial data. Next, Kurvitz and Rostov. Next? Oh, <laughs> there's more? <laughs> there's more. Uh, they alleged that Tertrick, OU, took control of Zaum Studio, OU, by fraud. They say, quote, we believe the money used by Tertrek OU uh, to buy the majority stake was taken illegally from Zaum Studio OU itself. Money that belonged to the studio and all shareholders, but was used for the benefit of one. Money that should have gone towards making the sequel, end quote. Now, uh, around 8.30 a.m., I oh, added this God. to the doc. <laughs> oh, God, I don't like how you're setting this up. <laughs> At around 9 p.m., another story broke from uh, GamesIndustry.biz by Daniel Pardis titled, Disco Elysium Studio Zaum confirms former employees were fired for misconduct. This is, in fact, story number four. Okay. Disco Elysium Studio Zaum has confirmed that uh, uh, has confirmed an Estonian press report of mismanagement and misconduct among former senior employees to GamesIndustry.biz. The reports follow news that three key members of Zaum, Disco Elysium designer Robert Kurvitz, writer Helen Impair, and art director Alexander Rostov had been dismissed from the company last year. In an exclusive statement, Zaum uh, detailed some of the reasons behind recent dismissals, but did not name any specific individuals. The studio said the dismissed employees had limited to no engagement in their responsibilities and work, created a toxic work environment, demonstrated misconduct toward uh, other employees, including verbal abuse and gender discrimination, and attempted to illegally sell Zaum's intellectual property. More details are specified by the studio in the full statement. Zaum also confirmed that legal filings related to the former team are pending, but did not divulge further. I don't know, Greg. <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> this one, yeah, this one, I think, you know, we go back to the one before this about uh, Marty, right, and what's going on there and what's going on at id and, like, you know, two years and blah, blah, blah. This is way more messy in terms of, like, what the fuck is going on and what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting about it is the the... The misconduct in this, okay, and toxic from why they were dismissed. The allegation here that it's fraud on how they took advantage, how they took control of the company. That's the one that I would think regulators could actually follow up on. That you could actually look into to try to figure out where these funds came from and was this, you know, fraud. And if so, that's going to be a thing unto itself. Whereas going back and forth with here, right? This is such a struggle of like we were fired for asking too many questions. No, you're fired for misconduct and being a bunch of dicks. It's like, Ey. yeah. Yeah, and it comes back to that messy place of like the the he said she said battle of all right is this a response to this thing right like is the what the disco elysium or uh, uh, zaum current uh, uh heads right the current leaders are they like is it a reactionary oh man they're suing us oh man they're coming at us for this, sure. this stuff cool let's throw these allegations at them as a way to defend or like is all of it true right is it the thing yeah. of hey there has been fraud committed and also these guys were shitty at their studio the entire it's not one <laughs> apple spoiled the bunch all these apples suck yeah and i think it's just the reality of 
you know, life is messy, people are messy, and sometimes both sides fucking suck <laughs> in a situation. And, you know, like, again, this is why when I was talking about talking to Tim about uh, about this story last time we were talking about it, it was the thing of, I don't, I don't really want to cast judgment because we don't know what at the, the end of the day, on. we don't, yeah, we don't know what the fuck is going on, yeah. right? And so I don't really want to dig into a lot of drama, but, yeah. That's why you would hope that if they're, again, like, and not that I, not even... <laughs> The the rules are simple, right? Of I feel life. Be a good person and don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. So if the I, I don't think you know the people here, if they are misconduct and dragged out because they were horrible people and stuff, I don't necessarily feel there needs to be a public flogging of them, of them drug, drug out in front and like, hey, guess what? They were horrible people. That yeah. needs to be told so that they don't get other people under under, under them and they create another toxic work environment. Yada yada yada. Right? But if it's a fraud thing and if it is an actual business dealing, laws were violated. Right? That's a different ball of wax on what's of happening. Let's move on to story number five. Don't be dicks, everybody. Just Don't be good be people and make good things. And that's the other thing is, I never liked Disco Elysium, so yeah. maybe you should listen to me on that one. Okay, well, well, oh, okay, right. well there wasn't one. It was, this could have Allegedly, been got, it wasn't one bad apple. It was all the bad I'm apples. Just, I'm just, when you say this, Greg, it implies that any game you don't like, that maybe we should be suspicious. No, Greg. Listen, don't this could have been that. a Kane that this happened to, all right, don't Greg? Do that, Greg. <laughs> just because it's Disco Elysium. A game that is, in fact, a very good game, but I was suffering. Oh, God, how many fucking words do we need in this game? You know, there's a lot of good words, though. One of the best written games. I, they they give an update where they finally voice acted everything, I, I, I think. Charles correct. Jacobs they said, did. don't be they dicks, did. is Greg's quote, and then Greg is immediately a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some fun, guys. All right. Man. Also, you can, but also the Steam, the, you can redeem a Steam wallet code on the, through the wallet. Click your wallet on the, the portal. Wallet. The portal. On, on the, the web portal. portal. You can do it there, too. Oh, you can do it on the web portal as well. Can you do it on the Steam Deck without opening up desktop mode? I'm still pretty sure you can. Kanafani.com slash you're wrong. Uh, next story, story number five. Street Fighter Six is getting a I'm dynamic. I'm gonna get my Steam Deck. I'll be back. <laughs> okay, dope. <laughs> as soon as you're Street Fighter, he's like, I can be out. <laughs> Street Fighter Six is getting a dynamic control scheme. This is Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Street Fighter Six will be getting a new dynamic controls option that is meant to quote help button mashers excel end quote. As reported by Game Informer, we already knew Street Fighter VI would be getting a modern control option that simplifies certain attacks into a single button press, but this third option, Dynamic Controls, looks to accomplish something more for a different type of player. Game Informer's Brian Shea was able to see Dynamic Controls in action, and he saw producer Shuhei Matsumoto tap face buttons one at a time to use all kinds of different attacks. As Shea puts it, quote, It quickly becomes apparent that Dynamic Controls are meant to test your skill uh, as a Street Fighter player, but rather to ensure every player is included in the fun, end quote. This could be a wonderful option for those who may play with uh, a younger fighter uh, and is another example of Street Fighter VI attempting to be one of the most accessible entries in the franchise. While you may not know what attack uh, will will come when you press a button, there is still some strategy involved in dynamic controls if you wish to engage with it. For example, the type of attack your character performs will be partially determined by your current position and situation. This means you may throw a projectile if you're further away, and you may do a more close range combo if you're in your opponent's face. And for me, as somebody who's very much looking forward to Street Fighter 6 and who played quite a bit of Street Fighter 5 after the announcement of Street Fighter 6, sure. uh, I think this is a really great step. Uh, this reminds me a lot of when Mario Kart 8 uh, added the um, automatic um, steering in the automatic acceleration to the game. So you can sure. give a controller to your younger brother or you know your toddler or whatever and allow them to play and have fun as well. Remember when those were defaulted on, though? That is the thing that I think can that be annoying. Switch. I yeah. think that was specifically for the Switch release. They were like automatically on it. I was like, why? Why? And that's the thing that default? that's the thing that annoyed me about um, Street Fighter Six, the beta that we just did, is that the not the dynamic controls, but the modern controls 
are all on by by default, which means that it is like you press Y or like you press whatever face button and they're doing fireballs and shit, which is the way that I don't think most people are going to want to play the game. I think most people want to go with classic controls. Um, and so I hope they don't do the thing where it's like dynamic controls are the default option because that's going to drive me insane. Um, but I do think it's a good option. I do think having that there is going to be good for people who are like, hey, I just want to mash buttons. I just want to get in here and have a good time and not even think too hard about the fighting. I think it's going to be fun. I think, like, I'm sure there's people that are going to be concerned about, like, oh, but are they going to be able to beat me because they're just mashing buttons? And I don't think that's the case. I think if you're getting beat by these people, yeah, might need to just get good. <laughs> it might be the, the, <laughs> get the answer good. to that. Get good. Uh, Greg, have you figured out if you can uh, enter codes? No, Steam now Deck? what's stalling me is this is my Steam Deck's first time at the office, and I'm, I don't know the combination of the password here. I thought I did, but wow. I don't. Do you remember off the top of your head? Is there a period on it? Was there an no, a capitalization in there? Because I'm right there. I can read the next story while you do, while you should yeah, read while you crack it. Because I went through every combination, but here we are. Number six on the Roper Report comes from IGN's George Yang. What? I, I figured out why. What's wrong? Uh, I actually fuck. Is that why? Raj just sent in what I've been using, but okay. Try it, try it that way. Okay, you know what? Maybe I'm the wrong one here. Fa- uh, uh, George Yang, IGN.com. FIFA's first games after its EA partnership ended are blockchain and web 3.0 based. <laughs> Following the end of its partnership with EA, FIFA has announced that it is working on a portfolio of web 3 games ahead of FIFA World Cup Qatar uh, 2022. So far, uh, there are four games in development that utilize blockchain technology. AI League is a four-on-four casual game played between AI-controlled characters, and players will act as coaches and offer input at tactical moments. Players can also collect and trade characters between the teams. Up- Upland Me utilizes virtual properties and allows players to travel to a replica FIFA World Cup uh, Lucille Stadium and Village and shop for items to customize their home. Match Day is a game based on social prediction through the use of cards. Here, players can collect and own Match Day player cards that have the names, images, and likenesses of professional players. The last one, uh, five, uh, Fage Tea? is an app that generates digital uh, rewards. Uh, It seems to be an initiative that allows players to capture and eternalize their favorite FIFA World Cup pictures and video moments. Could you get in? Yeah, I I got in. It was a capitalization thing. Ah, great. Quote, This is a hugely exciting group of partnerships that we've entered into as we embrace a new digitally native football fan and engage with them in the spaces that we know they are already active within, says FIFA Chief Business Officer uh, Rami Gay. Uh... He continues, quote, as we continue to build our gaming strategy long into future, it's certain that Web 3.0 will have an important role to play, and this marks the start of our journey, end quote. Boo, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, That's my what, just because of the Web 3 and the, the blockchain and the thing and the yeah. stuff? Like, I think uh, the idea for the games, yeah, some the of games these don't sound bad. Some of these sound fun. Yeah. AI League sounds cool. Yeah, AI League, you know, a 4v4 uh, casual game that is uh, AI-controlled players playing against each other, and you're the coach, and so you're just adjusting the strategy. That actually sounds like a really fun game. That sounds like a game that doesn't require Web3 or NFTs or all that bullshit, right? Sure, like I think sure. I think that's something that you can probably do without the blockchain. No, but you, you don't understand the the capabilities the blockchain will bring to the, the manager It's really going to change of, everything. Yeah, it's going to be a game I'm going to own these players. I'm going to own every player, and it's going to be a unique player. Uh, that no one else will have, and I can sell the player to other people for their management teams. 
What the fuck? You guys, are, you guys, I'm Greg Miller, PC master. All right, I understand the Steam Deck like this? no other. Where do because you find I was this? able to. I was able to. Get, you got Whenever it's like activate a product, you can do it there. This has to be like some kind of Mandela effect. Thing. So it's like you, right there. I went into my profile, add funds. There it is. This is a conversation wow. that's happening before we went live of how, or I guess during the ad break of how can you do this? And you, they were both like impossible. impossible. I could have yeah. sworn because I've tried so hard to like just copy and paste Steam codes that we get um, for review or whatever. Sure. And every single time I'm like, okay, well I just can't do it. Every, anywhere except for the actual Steam app on my computer. That's crazy. That it's been sitting there on the Steam Deck the whole time, apparently. It's da- supposed to be a Mandela. Downloading a little to the left. Who adjusted the timeline? <laughs> Let me know. Um, but yeah, like you're telling me I can make like my ultimate team, Barrett? Is that what you're telling me? Like I can maybe make a team with players that I collect and manage them and build my ultimate team? Yeah, and you can only do that through the blockchain. Huh. Well, this time you'll actually own them. It won't be like before. Yeah. Huh. Where you only like fake own them, you know? Huh. I can collect players as cards, maybe in this in this last one. Sure, trade and that friends. generates digital rewards. Uh, it seems to be an initiative that allows players to capture and eternalize their favorite FIFA World Cup pictures and video moments. Again, sounds cool. I don't understand why I need the blockchain to do this. I think that's the the main bummer here, and especially like seeing um, EA lose the FIFA license, like. This is their next step. They're like, oh, cool. Okay, cool. We'll make our oh, own. Oh, you games. knew they were going to do something dirty with this. Uh, but it's, it's I don't so even dirty. know FIFA well. And Gary was like, they are the most corrupt organization. <laughs> like, oh, okay. So that, then, yeah, they're gonna, definitely going to be it. Somebody's going to sell them on Web 3.0 and NFTs and blockchain. They're going to be like, yeah, this sounds great. And they'll be like, uh, does anybody like it? Well, no, but it makes a lot of money, apparently, sometimes, except sometimes, for when they yeah. totally craters out. All right, cool. Do it. When it craters out, I hope they, they're like, oh, fuck. And then they run back to EA. And then. EA's like, we don't need you. We have our own soccer. And EA's like, we got EAFC, (laughs) a football club. Yep. And it's better. Bigger and better. Story number seven. I forgot who was hosting the show. (laughs) EU EU launches an in-depth probe of Microsoft's proposed Activision Blizzard acquisition. Uh, This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. The European Commission has officially launched an in-depth probe of Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. As expected, following its initial inquiries into the $68.7 billion deal, the European watchdog said on Tuesday that it had opened a quote, or not a quote, uh, opened a phase two investigation due to competition concerns. Quote, the commission is concerned that the proposed acquisition may reduce competition in the markets uh, uh, for the distribution. I feel like I'm reading a rapper right now. It's too many rhymes. Too many rhymes. Too, too many, many rhymes. rhymes. Too many napkins. Uh, acquisition may reduce competition in the markets for the distribution of console and personal computers, uh, video games, and for PC operating systems, it said. The commission now has 90 working days until March 23rd, 2023, to make a final ruling on the deal. It said its pre- preliminary investigation showed that the transaction could significantly reduce competition in several areas. Quote, in particular, the commission is concerned that by acquiring Activision Blizzard, Microsoft may foreclose access to Activision Blizzard's console and PC, PC video games, especially to high-profile and highly successful games, so-called AAA games, such as Call of Duty, it wrote. Quote, the preliminary investigation suggests that Microsoft may, may have the ability, as well as a pot- potential economic incentive, to engage in foreclosures strategies uh, vis-a-vis Microsoft's rival distributors of console video games, such as pre- preventing these companies from distributing uh, Activision Blizzard's console video games on consoles or degrading Oh yeah, or or degrading the terms and conditions for their use uh, of or access to these video games. Still sound like rap? Does it still feel like a rapper? <laughs> no, I'm, I feel like I'm just reading business buzz terms. I promise I'm almost there. Uh, while the deal has been approved by regulators in Saudi Arabia and Brazil, the UK's banana. Com- oh God damn it! God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> Got him! Got it! Fuck! Got him! <laughs> 
The UK's Competition and Markets Authority recently expanded its investigation to a second phase. It is in the process of inviting members of the public to share their views on the acquisition before giving its final decision by March 1st. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission could reportedly make its ruling on the deal this month. If this sounds like every news story we've read about this exact topic, that's because it is every news story we've read. And on no, this exact it's just topic. not going to be stopped. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's this is all the normal legal proceedings, and it's going to happen. Microsoft owns Activision Blizzard. You heard it here first from Greg Miller. It's official. Don't worry about it. Take it to the bank. You don't think the UK is going to have anything to say? I mean, they're going to have something to say. Phil Spencer ain't going to listen. You think he's just going to be like, oh, fuck the UK? <laughs> we just won't put our stuff out there anymore. We don't care have about fun you. with your tea. You're not going to get Xbox games over there? Goddamn. Nothing's going to stop it, right? Yeah. I mean, Am I don't I think so. Nobody else is. I mean, it's just like, it is what it is. This is video games in 2022 slash 2023. They're going to roll on. Well, Greg, I'm so curious to see if this does roll on. But March 20, 23rd, is that March 20? Yeah, March 23rd, 2023. It's just so far away for them to make their final decision. And there's also got to be an indie world game coming out on March 2020, 23rd. March 23rd, 2023. Oh, for sure. I think that's Storyteller. I think Storyteller's coming oh, around. There it is. Okay. Uh, but that is just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom Grab Shops today, where should I look? The official list of upcoming software as listed across each and every platform. I fucked that up. By the Kind of Funny Games <laughs> Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got God of War Ragnarok for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Boy. Uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color Selection Volume 2 for PC and Switch. And then Ark Dinosaur Discovery for Switch. Rogue Legacy 2. Switch. Rogue Legacy 2 for Switch. We talked about it already, I know, but just got to throw it out again. Uh, new dates for you. PlayStation Plus Extra November lineup has been revealed. Uh, November, we're getting Skyrim Special Edition, Rainbow Six Siege, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 <laughs> <laughs> plus 2.8 plus 3 plus melody uh oddworld soulstorm division 2 uh gr break oh ghost recon break uh, breakpoint uh, shout out to warriors 64 i copied and pasted this from warriors 64 uh chorus aka corves uh what remains of either finch a really great game great game gardens between division 2 is a great game too yeah uh edf or i think that's earth defense force world brothers plus iron rain <laughs> and then oni chanbara origin is out is coming out in november for if that doesn't plus make extra. you laugh at the synchronicity synchronicity of uh the fact that we just put up kind of feudy and that oni chanbara is a pretty big part of it thanks to me and the fact that i, <laughs> I saw that perverted game once and i was like i need to play this Nothing will make you happy this is this feels like another banana scenario where like there's no way this is already on here Right? Like, I've never heard of Oni Chambara until kind of feudy. Two days in back to and back. And back to back. I, Can, we make it Oni Chambara Can we get references. Oni Chambara into the action tomorrow? When Thursday. the world is happening in the universe. Uh, we got one deal of the day for you. Sackboy, a big adventure. God of War DLC costumes are free on USPSN. You can dress up as Kratos, Atreus, or Freya. And Steam. And Steam. Let's freaking go. You excited? Sackboy, Big Adventure? I'm sure God of War skins? her family is as they continue to just milk this playthrough. Yeah, a, a, another costume set that they won't play as. Now it's time for Reader Mill. Of course, you can write it in economyfunnycom slash KFGD uh, to get your questions read on the show. Just like Iztari did. Iztari writes in and says, if I didn't particularly enjoy God of War 2018, is it worth trying Ragnarok out? Oh, interesting question. I would say probably no, right? Like what I, I, I obviously is Atari you've written in and I appreciate that you kept your question brief. We need more information about what you didn't enjoy, but if you didn't enjoy the gameplay, this is more of that. Mm -hmm. If you didn't enjoy the world building, there's more of that. If you didn't enjoy the exploration, there's more of that. If you didn't enjoy the storytelling, the, the narrative, the characters, that's more of that. 
God of War Ragnarok is more of God of War 2018. And yeah. I think they expand it and they make it more epic and all the things we've talked about in our spoiler-free mm-hmm. review that you can get on as a kind of funny games cast. But I, I couldn't in good faith recommend it to you if you were like, ah, 2018 didn't do it for me. I feel like the the only group of people who might not have vibed with 2018 that might like Ragnarok is the group of God of War fans who felt like the scope was a little too smaller compared to the original games uh, from 2018 to the original games. I do think the scope of Ragnarok is so much bigger uh, than you could possibly imagine, like uh, going into that, uh, like having your expectations set with kind of 2018. That is like the one group of people I I would say would probably like Ragnarok more than they did 2018. Everybody else, yeah, it's it's kind of a a hard thing to be like, oh yeah, you didn't like the vibe of 2018, play Ragnarok, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading a uh, ride into PS Love You that was about how, uh, the person didn't love the scope of the battles compared to the scope of pre- previous God of War games. And I think even that is improved in God of War Ragnarok, sure. where there's some of those battles where I'm like, oh man, this is a way, way a step above just like the dragon fight in God of War 100%. 2018. And that's not me showing, throwing shade at the dragon fight, but like, Sounds like you're- I think they go above and beyond with like those type of, types of encounters in God of War Ragnarok. That said, if you didn't particularly enjoy God of War 2018, then I would say, yeah, no, don't play God of War Ragnarok because it is more of the same. You're right. one of the people who should be playing Rogue Legacy 2 on Switch today. Exactly. Or Sonic Frontiers. Or Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers. Uh, or Oni Chambara Origin. Or Oni Chambara Origin. Uh, we got one more question here. For Why Ju- is she in chaps in a swimsuit? Nobody knows, but she's got a sword. <laughs> Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer uh, asks another question about God of War Ragnarok and says, Did you choose performance or visual mode? Performance. 60 frames. Let's go. Yeah. Performance also. They call me performance poppy in the street. They do streets. call him performance poppy in the street. I always got to go performance uh, mode. Let me tell you, if you got that VRR TV uh, with HDMI 2.1 and get like even a higher frame rate, ooh, let me tell you. Yeah. That's hot. That's yeah. hot, bless. Let's fucking go. Now it's time for countoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. OM Jesus says Rogue Legacy 2 isn't on Game Pass, unfortunately. Was that a thing that was asked? Oh, my was God. That? I said that. I mean, was it not? Was it at launch? Was I wrong? Was it ever on Game Pass? I don't know. Was it on Game Pass for PC? Was it on PC Game Pass? I, I think it might have just been it launched on PC and Xbox. Oh, only. maybe I was I was wrong. My apologies, everybody. Well, is that, it's worth your money, so definitely buy it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, let's see. New... <laughs> New AJ in chat or uh, in kindoffunny.com says you're wrong. I don't know if they're fucking with me, but they say the feature that Greg is thinking of in a little to the left is called the daily titty. No. Tiny. Oh, tiny. Da- <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, the man. Too much. Tony Chambara for blessing, everybody. I'm going to try. This, like. <laughs> This, like, artistic, chill puzzle game built about a cat. You think they called their daily challenge the daily titty? That's we hope so you enjoyed a little to the left. Come uh, nibble on the daily titty over here, everybody. That is so fucking funny. Uh, the daily tidy. There you go. Appreciate it. I have tears coming out my ass. Uh, now it feels weird to not call it the daily Now I'm going to call it the daily titty for now on. <laughs> Gonna be a pick up my Steam Deck, be out in the, in the office. Greg's gonna be like, "Oh, what you up to?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm just sucking on this daily TV." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, let's see. Everything else seems like stuff we've kind of covered. Yeah, uh, more people talking about Rogue Legacy. We killed it. That's all. Hell yeah, we did the damn thing. Play Rogue Legacy too. Play Rogue Legacy too. Tomorrow's hosts for kind of funny games dealer are gonna be 
me and Tim. Then on Friday, you're getting me and the one and only Jordan Midler from Video Games Chronicle. If you're watching this live after this, is God of War with Mike and Greg. If you want to catch that stream later, of course, you can check out Kind of Funny. No, you can check out YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Remember this? has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily.